Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 126, recorded on October 2nd, 2012. Mosquitoes suck. Welcome in one to Bad Philosophy. What is it? Episode one, one twenty six or something? Right. Yeah, that does sound right. Well, we're back. I think one twenty five was the last one, so that would make this one twenty six. Yeah, it does. Um, upsetting the balance of reality, one rabbit trail at a time, 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 time. <laughs> so, what are you, so, repairman, man, man, man? All of a sudden, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so Kevin and I just got done seeing Looper. Yep. Only once, though. We, we, you know, maybe that would have been the, uh, the true experience would be to go back and see it a second time right afterward. No. 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 Okay. Yes, we're at 126. I just checked. 126. Yeah. Good. Well, and so here's the weird thing. You know, we'll, we'll be perfectly honest with the audience for, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. But um, that's usually the case when we talk about movies. Yeah, always. So if this is the first time you're listening to Bad Philosophy and you don't know that that's what we do... That's what we do. Spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Looper yet, stop listening, go see it, and then come back and listen to the episode. So I guess Kevin and I, and, and mainly because of you, Kevin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to saddle all the blame on your shoulders. Sure, why not? Uh, like two months ago, I think, we were talking about upcoming movies, and yeah. you said, uh, Rian Johnson is mm-hmm. coming out with a new movie. And I, I loved. I, I had just recently seen Brick, and I loved it. And I was like, "All right, great, cool." And and you you specifically said something to me, which was that you expected it to be something very different from what was in the trailers. Did um, I say that? I think so. That sounds like something I would say. Yeah. You and you were specifically <laughs> staying away from trailers, if I recall. Correctly, I was trying right? to avoid as much as I could. You about saw like it. a teaser, and then yeah, I, I did like, kind I, of I go on lockdown. I, although, to be fair, I read. A review of it before I saw it. I, saw, I read Ebert, yeah. Ebert's review. Um, but and you were so you'd set this expectation in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! You know, it's going to be like Brick, but with time travel or <laughs> something of that sort. Although, that to, be, to be fair, that's actually a pretty accurate description. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so, in a, in a way that I wouldn't have expected, but uh, it was a lot like Brick with time with travel. Time travel. Yeah. So so I get. I, you know, I'm still sort of processing it, right? Because it's been like less than an hour since we got out of the out of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but very quickly after we were walking out of it, both of us were were just sort of like looking at each other, like, "We gonna have enough to." Yeah, have I enough wasn't to talk sure about? we were. I mean, that's what that's what the plan was. We were gonna see this movie and then talk about it for an hour. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Because I guess God, I mean, from what from what people are saying and, and what I was going, I was expecting it to be this, you know, inception level, mind blowing. You know, even even in the pre-roll, in the Alamo I, pre-roll, I had a very like, different Inception reference I was going to make, which is interesting. Really? Um, in that I didn't feel I had much to talk about after Inception either. I saw it. I walked out. I go, okay, that was a good movie. Yeah. But it's also, but and I'm one of the apparently minority who thinks Inception is incredibly straightforward. Well, um, and in <laughs> a lot of ways, so is Looper. Yes. Um, yes, it is. And, and, you know, since we've already done the spoiler alert, we'll assume you've seen the movie. Or you're just my mother who doesn't go see time travel <laughs> movies, but listens to this podcast Wait, does, anyway. does she have rabbit trails? Does she have a specific... I like that I just... I just warned you that I was going down a rabbit trail. I, I don't know if I've ever done that before. Maybe. Well, we've, we've indicated, I'm sure, at some point. Anyways. Um, so does she have, like, a specific... Is, is it, like, a pet peeve of hers? No, she just doesn't really like sci-fi movies. Well, I, you know... This was sci-fi in a way, sure. but it's one of those things, like you, and maybe this was from the expectation you set, was that, okay, you think it's going to be a uh, guns blazing, rip-roaring, action-adventure sci-fi uh-huh. movie, uh-huh. and it ends up being, how would you put it, a neo-noir, yeah, neo-noir. very similar to Brick, um, with not a lot of complexity on the sci-fi end. You know, yes, there are more futuristic guns, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it happens 30 years in the future or whatever. And that's about it. You it know? is. And there's time travel. And there's time travel, which, yeah. <laughs> which is, is sort of the, the miracle exception yeah. for the movie. Everything else was plausible enough. Right. 
um, what what was pro probably and just on that note the the miracle level of the, the time machine I, I feel like I don't know that there would have been more security around the time machine uh, that that Bruce Willis probably wouldn't have been able to just kind of punch a few guys and then get in the time machine and see and this goes and this goes to my expectations and this is where where my own expectations kind of foiled me in that you know with this sort of sort of a movie you know I I expect and this is not the way they went with it mm -hmm. but you know okay somebody comes from the future the benefit there is that they have previous knowledge right is often the case. One of my favorite lines was, "I'm from the future. You should go to China." <laughs> yes, I mean, and that's and that's a good line. It's sort of there's that previous knowledge that you have. Yeah. That. Um, the trailer convinced me existed because the the first thing we see, and it's in the trailer, so this is yeah. a spoiler. You know, we see, you know, Bruce Willis appears on the mat. You see his face. They look at each other, and then he turns around yes. and gets shot. Right, and so there's this sort of this. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, he's prepared for this moment, right? Because he's aware of it. A, we see his face. B, we, he has what I assumed to be was some sort of armor on his back. Yeah, which I didn't. thought it was something related to the time travel, like something. You know, yeah, you had to have some sort of like a like a, a beacon or like some sort of mass on you. Something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, whatever. it could have been something, but I thought there was something about what that was because we saw this sort of just a flash of him getting hit in the back or whatever yeah and he does that turn and then he, he he throws the brick at the guy and then runs up and punches him in the face and so it's all it seems very orchestrated right in actuality it wasn't no it was very spur of the moment and and that and so then when when old joe is is in the past or the present or mm -hmm. the future depending on your perspective um we uh, he's he's flying by the seat of his pants, which is much less compelling. How so? It, well, just in that I mean, he's 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 got a goal, yeah, and he knows how to accomplish it. But he's he's not even he's not even making it up on the fly. And this is the thing; it's sort of in a weird thing. So I, I'm, I like, for example, two. There are two different TV shows about heists or cons yeah. that exist. One of them is called Hustle. One of them is called Leverage. Hustle is primarily on the UK. Leverage is on here in the States. Right. Um, have you seen either of them? No. I've, I have. I've seen most of both of them. And I, I compare them interesting because they're both about con men. Um, and one's good guys, one's not so good guys. But that's not really the point of the thing. Is The difference is on Leverage, they're always something always goes wrong. Okay. Um, and so they always have to adjust and make plans and, and move on the fly. And that's compelling because things aren't going to plan. Yeah. Hustle is compelling because everything goes perfectly to plan every time, but we don't always know the whole plan, we the audience. And so you get to the end and there's the reveal, and it's sort of, you go, oh! Yeah. You ever see The Sting? Uh, no. The movie? Oh. No. Okay, well, that's, that's another great movie about cons that okay. sort of, but it's about, it's about, one of them is about controlling what the audience knows. One of them is about controlling what the characters know. Hmm. And this was neither of those. Because it's really cool to see someone be resourceful with no preparation. Which he really wasn't. Bruce Willis' right. character. Old Joe. He, he had something given to him. A piece of information that we really don't know how that was found or... or yeah. You know why it was important. Or like he was sort of part of the resistance, maybe. Yeah, that was I, really. It's, it wasn't. It was incredibly ambiguous. Yeah. And and let's write it, this down. It's important. My name's Deus, and this is the yes. ex machina. You know, a little whatever. bit, yeah. a little bit. Like, um, <laughs> it just called me the dude right. who has the thing you need to make the movie happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so maybe we're going a little bit too deep in right right off the bat. <laughs> so suffice it to say, we have multiple narrative uh, bones to pick with Looper. It's, it, I don't even know if it's bones to pick. It's because I don't think, and we were talking about this. This isn't the movie. That's the story I wanted is not the story the movie wanted to right, tell. Right. Right. And so I would. I well, would, let's okay. Mm -hmm. So let's break that down then. What was the story that you wanted out of Looper? I wanted a story of old Joe Bruce Willis. 
having previous knowledge of the past, using that to gain an, to gain an advantage within the system that exists. Because the system's explained very clearly yeah. how loopers work, right? Um, how the how the mob is set up, and, very, and very the first third of the movie premise, yeah. sets all of that up right. very importantly. Yes, it focuses a lot on that, and so I was expecting, even within the movie, Bruce Willis to come in and use that advantage, use his his prior knowledge as an advantage, to beat the system. Yeah, which is not at all what we got. We got a guy who who had some knowledge, but it was, as he said, was intentionally vague and cloudy, mm-hmm. um, which I think was done perhaps narratively to rob him of that agency that I wanted him to have. Okay. That, and he makes other decisions, and he does, you know, find out he gets to kill these three kids to win, and one of them coincidentally happens to be his girlfriend's kid, but yeah. nothing comes of that at all, which no, felt sort of... that was... I was expecting there to be this big moment where he had to make a choice, and, and it's like he just makes it, and... At well, some he point, doesn't. Well, well he, he makes the choice. He doesn't go through he it. He doesn't go through it. Well, he, because he never gets the opportunity. Yes. I, I <laughs> still wonder, like, and it's sort of, sort of like we're missing part of what happens to him during that part of the movie. Like, yes. it's really focusing on young Joe and what uh-huh. he's doing. And old Joe's just sort of this guy biding his time. And I think it is until young Joe's story. Oh, it definitely is. I well, don't think the film the knows that. <laughs> I, I think it Because it gives us too much of old Joe if it's young Joe's story. Right. Because I can see it being, we don't know what old Joe's up to. Mm-hmm. We never get the, we, don't, we don't get that expositional scene in the coffee shop, for example. Yeah. We know they're on the run. We keep seeing flashes of them. We're seeing these things happen. He maybe figures it out. Young mm-hmm. Joe does. He's a resourceful guy. Figures out what's going on. And, and, and we end up in the same path. Yeah. But without that old Joe narrative that's in there, that changes the audience's knowledge and changes our expectations, um, which is weird. Yeah. Because um, we keep getting his flashbacks or flash forwards or whatever, his flashes of, of his previous life and how it's changed and how he gains knowledge of things. And the fact that old Joe knows everything that young Joe knows, literally up to the instant, Yeah. could have been used better. Right. Well, I, I really wanted more of them fighting each other you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and sort of the, and, the premeditation and I hate that because that's what, the, that's what the 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 trailers set it up to be yeah like I, and so it really is it I want to I want to like expand on this so yeah. I, I imagine like a fight scene between the two of them where you know young Joe just thinks about punching him and then old Joe instantly remembers thinking about yes, punching and, him. And knows and how then, to block it yeah and, 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 like, and does all the, and just so you and, get a really and the movie really and sidesteps all of that right. to tell a different story. And so it makes me wonder, with the exception of the end mm-hmm. and, and how young Joe resolves the issue, could it have been anybody going back in time to stop the evil bad guy by killing three kids? Yeah. What makes it, what makes it special about it being Joe? Because I don't see that in there. Yeah. Well, and the kid, I still... So call me crazy, but I don't care too much about old Joe. I don't care too much about the kid. Mm-mm. I don't care too much about Sarah either. Like no, I don't whole, really either. That whole story was was just sort of. So it feels like okay. The first act is this. It's it's setting up one kind of movie, and yes. then the second act sets up a completely different kind of movie, which then plays out over the the, the second the film, and third yeah. acts. Yeah. Um, and the first act is really the movie that we were expecting going in. The, the yes, trailer. Yes, you know? I think so. Um, but, you know, you, you, get, you get introduced to Bruce Willis's wife um, character, which... Briefly, eh, who doesn't you know, even have a name. Right, we don't She's, she's in the credits. She she's listed as Old Joe's wife. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, really? really? That's, that's, there's your problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any reason to care about this so woman, hence, let alone his attempt to... In this expositional scene in the, mm-hmm. in the coffee shop where, you know, old Joe is talking about his attachment to her and how she's the reason that he came back, which yeah. we don't find out till afterward, you know, which mm-hmm. I really think that could have been rolled into one thing. I really think they could have just shown, you know, the whole capture scene, her getting killed, and then that, then we know, okay, I think that's the motivation have. for him going I think back. We could like, have. why did that it have to be in a flashback? A little problematic. Yeah, like, it um. really didn't need to be a flashback. And then you have the reveal of uh, Sarah. And then the kid whose face they hide for a couple of scenes, and then they just don't seem to care about that. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mean, figure out what that is. I think 
why were they were they trying to, to fake you and make it make you think that it might have been Joe? Or, I would have I mean, liked that. See, I was thinking about that. Like, okay, is there's one direction? Is where there a it younger that, Joe? <laughs> yeah, that he. Okay, and he. I really would have thought it'd be cool if he starts having memories of like putting the train set together, and he, then he's just like, oh my god, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. And, and clearly, the the whole TK thing. Was I mean I, I, they foreshadowed that? Oh yeah, so they, they, like, set okay, they set so it up. They set it up well. There's telekinesis in this world, mm-hmm. and they say a little bit about it. Very brief blurb. Then they don't do anything with it for almost an entire half of the movie. And then they get back to it right when you need to remember it. Right, and then it becomes this super important thing that oh my god, okay, so uh-huh. that's why this kid is able to do all this amazing stuff is because he's super telekinetic Jedi. Yes. Like, all right, <laughs> you know. Um, and then again, like I also don't feel like there was much of a payoff because we don't know what good future Joe uh, brought about by actually killing himself. I'm okay end. with that though. That's, uh, well, that's one okay. part of I'm so okay with. You're okay with the ambiguity. Why? I I don't know. Um, why? 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 Because we get the, the whiteout. We don't get the and everybody lived happily happily ever no, after. No, we don't. We get well something different happens. Yes. You know. Um, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that because. Maybe because I didn't care about the characters as much, <laughs> but um, this wasn't really a movie about, I don't think it was really a movie about making things better. Yeah. It was about revenge and who we become, and I'm okay with ambiguous endings in general. Yeah. Um, because I... I don't know. It didn't bother me. I can't. I can't quite put my finger on it. I, I'm trying to, but I didn't care. I know. I, I, like I really didn't care that it was an ambiguous ending. I didn't. You know, I didn't care about the future world that Old Joe came from, and whether or not all the bosses get killed by one guy. And I don't know why. And this is the weird thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why closing the loops was important to him in the future. Um, because it seemed like there was a so that it, so that there wasn't activity going on that could change things. Maybe he was paranoid that that sure you know that was okay. the, that was the time when he was weak or in, when he wasn't in control, right? So it's it's other people's other people's power games going on bef- outside like of your that. influence, right? Let's so, see it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I really did want to see at least some sort of a crap flash forward scene where we we saw a little bit of what this rainmaker was in the in the in the future mm-hmm. in the bad future, right? Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of him. You know, even if it was just within that that brief, you know, sepia tone. Uh, yeah, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, yeah, in when, yeah, in that ending. How's so it going, folks? we are we are outside here at Domain Two, actually, folks, and. Uh, Friends Kyle Kirchhoff and Kinsey Rush have just shown up to uh, stop by for a little bit. Um, hey, y'all. We're recording Bad Philosophy. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, you may not come out too well on the recording, but... Can you make okay. that active? Um, no. no. While it's recording, I can only it record through the input. Oh, nothing okay. else, yeah. But that's all right. Well, here we just speak Looper. loudly, Kyle. How was Looper? Well, you've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, so... Without us telling you anything about what we think. Wait, what are you doing with your. I'm gonna pull onto my mic. I'm gonna pull onto my mic so you can. Oh, okay. Can wait for the helicopter Thank to go you. by. Thank um, you. Yeah, that's, that's just you can fine. Hold my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we you. also have a dog here. So, so without, without telling you. Without, yeah, without us telling you anything about the why is there a helicopter flying over the domain <laughs> in case of emergency? For the domain tours, it's a new thing they're trying out. Wait, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> what? You want to spend 160 bucks to see a shopping mall out. from the top? Yeah, apparently. You've got it with the domain <laughs> helicopter tours. Yeah, I, I don't know where it anyway. is. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, so Kyle, so without us telling you anything about what we what we think about the movie. What did you think of the movie after seeing it? I don't know much about the history, but I, I, or I guess the history of the writing of the movie or anything, but I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I, I think it's a Why? pretty good. Well, comparative to 
Seriously, it's just lo it's <laughs> we've got a helicopter that's just looping over oh, the. You know what? There's a like police condition. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, man, that's probably the police chopper. They're showing off. They're showing off the police chopper. Look, we paid a lot of money for that. Isn't it cool? They also have two jet skis, a whole fleet of horses, speedboat. Uh, police speedos. F-350. Cheerleaders. Hooray law enforcement. Spray painted yeah. penguins. Why did I like it? Why did you like the movie? Um, it, it was a good time travel movie, I think. I, I think they did a, a pretty good job of keeping within the rules. Um, Their rules. But, that the movie set up, yeah. Yeah, but but still, like, I mean, like, playing off of it. Like, okay. They, like, I, I don't know, can I say... Oh, yeah, we, we already gave the spoiler alert. So we're assuming alert. Okay. that the audience has cool. seen the movie. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> like, when they cut off uh, his fingers to, I guess, punish the future person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I think that's, that's kind of neat. I cringe so hard. Oh man, that was that was <laughs> definitely like a man. That's a cruel and unusual way to use time travel torture, you know. And then when yeah. when the door opens and you just see the surgeon pulling yeah. back the bloody shit, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean it was and it was gory. But also was, knowing that, good. in order for all that to be the case, they keep him alive like that yes. for thirty years, right. you know. That was pretty uh, nuts. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was absolutely nuts. <laughs> um, mm. But I, I think, I mean, that alone was creative, creative enough for me to, to really enjoy it. But and uh, still, okay, so that's, that's first, first act of the movie. Second act, well, the, I mean, like, you knew who the kid was when he showed up to yeah. the farm. You already knew that it was that kid. And I, I agree with that. Like I think I think we, we realized that a little bit too quickly. There wasn't enough of a oh by the way, it could be any of these three kids. But no, it, it's sort of like they show up right and away like, that that's the one. Which is okay because yeah. I mean that that got you to start looking for different clues and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like and uh, it really got you thinking on whether or not it really was she was really his mom or not. You know yeah. she says that. You know, whatever, and I, and I guess I believe that she really was the mom that couldn't take care of him, and then yeah. gave it to his sister. And well, that's couldn't is a very chose not to. Chose not yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> chose not to. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. They, they took a, a dark side. They, they did the dark side of time travel. Yeah. And, and I think it's kind of neat for the story that they created. Um, they created this whole world where time travel is possible, and it's. You know, almost impossible to kill people. Sorry, uh, these people next to us just left trash out on their table in the wind. It's a little bit majestic. A little bit miffed. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, anyway. and and did some interesting things with it, I guess. So, what did well, <laughs> I do agree in the sense. I've kind of been saying this already. Um, I think it was a well-made film. I think it was a fun film to watch. It was not the film that we were marketed. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more so about that. So, so the trailers, the trailers focus very heavily on the, the first act. We, we've said that already. Mm -hmm. um, old Joe versus Young Joe. Old Joe versus Young Joe. Sort of this, this, this battle of you know self, right? Of, of past and, and future self. And I, I yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't feel like we got enough of that necessarily. Like we we were sort of supposed to care. I think the, yeah, the scene, I think so. the scene in the coffee shop was supposed to make us care a little bit about old Joe and about yeah. his plight and everything, and sort of see things through his eyes of, you know, wanting this future. But I, I think the problem was we didn't we didn't get to know the wife enough for uh -huh. that really to be compelling for the audience. Right. Um, and and then we we just it was such a such a quick turn of him turning evil. You know, and do whatever it takes yeah, to, 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 yeah. know, to keep his wife around. Of, of well, guess I'll shoot a kid, and yeah, <laughs> guess I will actually go. Seems like yep. an awful person. Yeah. Uh, I did not empathize with him at all. I did not feel myself feeling bad for him throughout the entire movie, or even after when I was thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't feel bad. And and part of that is, you know, we sort of see that that set up, I guess, earlier in the film. I mean, he's a junkie. He obviously is a junkie. 
Um, he runs out of money in the, in this future, you know, way shorter than he plans to. Sure. And, you know, ends up having to go back to the only life he knows, which is a life of, of crime and, you know, a life of being the hitman for the syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and, and yet we're supposed to care that he has this future he's trying to protect and I, I don't know yeah. but I, I think and and I think if I were to watch it again I would like it more knowing okay. what it was going into it and it's one of those that you know again I tried to avoid a lot of stuff right. beforehand but I think seeing it knowing what it is I could appreciate it more Okay. Rather than, and, and I was trying not to do it, but I, I had that thing, that feeling of, I want to see these two guys battle. I want to see that, that element of mm-hmm. it come more into play. And, you know, who are you really? Are you the same person you were 30 years ago? Right. Um, which it wasn't. It was it was much more a story about, <laughs> sorry, uh, much more a story about, if anything, it was a story about, you know, what would you do to protect the future mm. or to make the world a better place? Would you kill three kids to make the world a better place? Although he wasn't doing it to make the world a better place. He was doing it to protect himself. Because yeah. he, he is an essentially selfish character, right. both old and young Joe. Well, and he chides, he chides the young Joe for being selfish mm-hmm. Sure. In, in, that, in that scene. And that's, I guess, one of the ironies, right? Is, mm-hmm. You don't know, kid. You don't know what I'm giving up. Yeah. You know, and, and I would and think the first selfless act either Joe makes is at the end of the movie. Yes. Um, Definitely. When he literally, shoots himself. Literally selfless. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, which is making me, making me want to go back and rethink it. I go, okay, so yeah, because Young Joe was was just doing it to save his own self. Yeah. He was and he so was doing we it. We get this really explicitly. Okay, I see this alternate future, mm-hmm. or I see the future, you know, that I'm currently in in this loop. And and then yeah, he makes the decision to change it. Well, yeah. I don't even know that he. I mean, I don't know that he was going to do it to save the kid. That wasn't his goal. No. His goal was to kill himself, close the loop, and, and save himself. Yeah. In the sense that that was his job and that was what was going to supposedly keep him alive. Mm. Which takes it back, I guess, to the first act idea of closing the loop. Sure. You know, it's, it just takes him a lot longer to do it. <laughs> yeah. And ends up being a lot more complicated. Yeah. Letting your loop run. Quite uh, literally. Because yeah. they ran away. <laughs> See, I want to see a lot more done in that universe, you know? Yeah. I want to see a lot more stuff happen in that first Looper act two. universe. Was never closed. Yeah. Yeah. Looper 2, he comes back in time again. It's really old Joe this time. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. But they were able to... Um, I mean, Bruce Willis is known for the type of comedy that he does in action movies or whatever, and he had a lot of that, like, um, with the scar on the arm. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you <laughs> could have done the. Yeah. There's another person who lived. Yeah, <laughs> Which, <laughs> that would have been. Yeah, that's and the, the movie had some very good, small, comedic. comic relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where the kid just flips the truck and he's just like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was good, you know, but not I thought enough. That kid was a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah, he, he did. Was so he was good. great. He was yeah. fantastic. And and clearly we're meant to to see that he's way smarter than oh, yeah. than you know a five year old has any business being. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. And and so the the more that I that I think back on it, I think I agree with you, Kevin. There's there's definitely stuff to like about it, but it's not the things that we expected to like about the movie. Which makes it more annoying coming into yeah. it. And and the thing is, this happens with all sorts of movies nowadays, where the the trailers lead you to think it's one thing. You know, we saw. Um, the trailer for Django Unchained. Right. Quentin Tarantino's new movie about a yeah. slave bounty hunter. Yeah. And I know Quentin Tarantino movies. Generally, they hew much closer to the um, Inglorious Bastards model yeah. than they do to the Kill Bill model. Now, there's, which is to say, lots of talking, sometimes some killing. Yeah. I feel like the trailer for Django Unchained showed me every single action sequence in that movie, and the rest of it's going to be talking. Because right. that's what Tarantino does. And that's okay, that's a Tarantino movie. But I feel like they're probably selling me a movie that's not the movie that it actually is. Yeah, but I'm still curious to see. Uh... I think they do that to surprise you, though, because like then you have movies that do the opposite, where just you see the best parts in the trailer, and then you just spend all this money on uh, Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I think you coughed while you were saying Prometheus. Prometheus. <laughs> yes. Um... 
God, which everybody's making a big deal out of, about again. I didn't spend my again? Yeah. Well, now that it's coming out on oh. DVD and iTunes and everything, and I, I just I don't think it it was that. We we talked extensively about Prometheus. We kind of did one of these things for yeah. Prometheus too, because I didn't see it. But. but I think Prometheus was way more of a letdown than than Looper was. That's Looper fair. was a good movie, but it was a different kind of good movie. Yes, yes, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Um, and Rian Johnson has a way of doing that. I still want him to be able to make more movies. Yes, please you know? go see Looper so Rian Johnson can make another movie. Yeah. If nothing it's else, it's done well, right? Uh, okay. I think so. I've not checked yeah. like box office, but it's not it's not bombing out or anything. Yeah, there were like ten people in the theater for three forty five on a Tuesday, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, y'all are yeah, heading no, out, right? Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for for thanks for stopping in by, sharing quick. your opinions. We'll talk yeah. about Battleship uh, next time. Oh boy, oh, no, that doesn't even. Battleship. It's it's a it's funny all by itself. <laughs> 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 sort of like Daikatana. And anyone who gets that reference, kudos to you. I don't know. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye, little puppy. So, I mean, maybe we could talk a little bit about the... Because there, there are certainly ethical questions in, um, in Looper, but let's talk about the ethics of movie marketing you know, <laughs> a little bit now that we've gotten on that subject. Sure. You know, because we've now mentioned two or three movies yeah. that, that could potentially be vastly different from mm-hmm. what they actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it a form of... You know, we, the, the term false advertising gets thrown around a yeah. lot, you know. But is it is it a subtle form of false it's advertising? It's deceptive. It's deceptive, yeah. And and that's because I think certain types of movies are more likely to make money. Yeah. And so those are the types of movies that get marketed, regardless of whether or not it's that type of movie. Yeah. Another classic example is Jarhead, which I don't know if you ever saw. No. But it's a film about a marine in the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. It is an incredibly contemplative film very slow paced um, just sort of you know about sort of what it's like to be a marine mm. the movie's trailer has like four explosions in it and there are all four explosions that are in the movie oh. and so it's like this is all that you get but that's all the trailer is yeah. and so you kind of go Ehh. yeah um, because explosions sell just ask Michael Bay bingo uh, well, and, uh, and what is it? We talked about uh, Brave a little bit. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Was, uh, that was another one that, that seemed to be one type of movie but was not. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's, and I liked Brave a lot. Mm-hmm. I really did um, as, a, as a, you know, a film about a mother and a daughter and their relationship and mm-hmm. growing up and being really cool. Yeah. None of that's in the trailer. Nope. And neither <laughs> are the bears. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a fair amount of bear in the film that's not in the movie at all. So, um, so we've given a lot of examples of this, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with it because they're still good movies, but they're different kinds of good movies. Yes. So I'm, I'm wondering then if uh, now, good example of you know, what would we'll be some examples on the other end of the spectrum? A very uh, the, the trailer is always trailers, spo- very accurate, or the, the trailer is spoiling everything. Well, not necessarily spoiling everything, but but hinting enough at what the movie actually is, and then giving you more of a payoff. Um, uh, there's what's, a what's very a straightforward, idea? very recent one for me, Samsara, the, I don't know the film. This. Um, it, it's by oh god, I for I will, for the life of me, never remember this guy's name, but only the other films that he's made, uh, Kronos and Baraka. Um, I don't know what those are. They either. are basically document. They're they're like moving moving picture films, uh, okay. in, in the sense of. I'm going to set up a camera and point it at something absolutely gorgeous or striking in, in nature or in the world. Okay. And just kind of let it run and not give you any narration, just you know, movie behind it and chop a you know, feature-length film of those sorts of shots together. Hmm. And it sort of gives you a feeling or tells a story of a sort, but not a very precise one. Okay. Um, and the trailer gives you a good like sampling of those scenes a good wide range sampling of the scenes and then the movie is an expansion on what you see in the trailer okay. very okay. in a very big sense of the word you know each scene that you get a hint at in the trailer and there's some other uh-huh. ones that aren't uh-huh. is much longer in the movie you know, and, you, and you see much but you can't get an idea of the complete narrative unless you actually see it sure um, what would be another good example uh, in your recent think memory? of of films that I remember seeing the trailer for I, here's one that that may be surprising Avengers yeah. The Avengers trailer matched the film well. Yes. Um, in, in that it had action and the comedy and the pathos, all in about equal measure, that made up the film. Yeah. 
Um, you know, some of the better lines were in it. It did have the one moment, spoilers for the Avengers, just Whatever. quick heads up. I hope, I hope our well, audience in, is also In the trailer, there's the moment where the Hulk jumps and grabs Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. As he's falling. And I didn't remember this as I was watching it, but that's at a very climactic moment oh, when Tony yeah. maybe sacrificed himself. Yeah. Um, and of course, I knew I knew he wasn't going to anyway because I mean, not yeah, that because he wouldn't, yeah. not that because he wouldn't, there has because to be it's Iron a movie. Man 3. Iron Man Three yeah. is coming out. So. Right. Um, but you know, he he runs out of power as he flies up to the wormhole and then falls back down. Yeah. And that moment where the Hulk jumps and grabs him is in all of the trailers. Right. Right. And I was and. Amy pointed that out, and she's like, "Yeah, like, that was well, in that there. moment hasn't like, happened yet. There it is." Yeah. Well, yeah. she was like, "I, I had forgotten about it, so yeah. that was okay for me." But I've seen other trailers like that happens, where there's there's a moment in the trailer that's very important for something that happens, and Cabin in the Woods. We talked about that oh, a while ago. There you the, go. The yeah. we find the elevator moment, right? Um, which was kind of clearly a big part of the trailer in yeah. setting up the mystery of you know what's the movie about, what's going on, and so when. Topher's all I'm going to call him because I don't know his real name. Yeah. Um, the pothead, the uh-huh. guy who was Topher in Dollhouse, dies. I'm kind of like... Uh, yeah. I'm kind of like... I think the movie is crafted in such a way that you don't... It's not that big a deal that you know no, that. No, it's not. Yeah. Like it's just, not that big a deal. You just sort of find that out and it's like, oh, okay, all right. Um, that's happens, I mean, it's, right? it's kind of a big moment because we don't find out about it until after... Supposedly the story's over. Right, right. Um, and then the story shifts and it becomes a new story and that's another thing entirely. Yeah. Um, and so there's that kind of reveal where it's important that the fact that he's not dead does matter. Yeah. So is there is there any... I, I don't, you know, it's this, hard to remember the, the great very, trailers that are... Right. Yeah, this is exactly what happens, but not too spoilery. But, but uh, I, I wonder if there's any sort of ethical decision that you can make about that I mean really it does come down to a creative choice and a marketing choice yes. and an advertising choice of okay what type of people are we trying to reach with this movie what type of people mm-hmm. do you think we can get mm-hmm. um, what's the bigger market the uh, the intellectuals who liked brick or, <laughs> or blow stuff up time people travel. who like action movie action time travel movies you know and no, that's, and fair. that's so, fair so they aim for that one and then uh-huh. I think Perhaps you know there, there's sort of a, a consequentialist argument here of well you're, you're getting you're getting people who might not otherwise have watched such a, a heady film sure which is not a terribly heady film but no it's, it's not a no it's it's film, headier than you know. blow stuff up in time travel right um, you're you're tricking them into watching something that may blow their mind you know or, or expand their sure, mind sure sure um, and I think that's there's never a problem with that really you know that's that's part of that's part of the meta, the meta art of, of movie sure, making. Sure, sure. Is, you know, a movie is this. It's going to be this piece of, of cultural uh, capital. Uh-huh. You know, this this um, you know this being that's going to influence uh, influence thought and influence uh, you know a certain number mm-hmm. of people for mm-hmm. at least you know the few days or a week that it's, it's out in theaters, and uh, you know which which people do you want to actually you know send that off on and, and how does it you know, what constitutes success in that regard? And that's that's a very in- interesting set of questions that I'm sure people much smarter and richer than I am have It really comes down about. to dollars. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what qualifies as success? Money in the bank, yeah. at least in the movie industry. For sure. Well, you know, in an uh, in interestingly related way, and it, this is on my mind for other reasons, um, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of, uh, of falsely, of setting false expectations for a product is extremely important, and we're seeing a a really good example and a clear example of this in Kickstarter recently. You know, with things yeah. like the, the Pebble Watch, and and um, so I, there's another one like the uh, oh the uh, the little the little rock that was supposed to uh, change the temperature. Oh, the of coffee jewelries. Yeah, of your coffee. Yeah, those failed miserably. Right. So so we're seeing these products that are that are advertising very slick designs and videos yeah. and everything and, and oh it's going to be do this amazing thing for you and so people are but it, it's this it's this really kind of unregulated thing where you know anyone can put up a kickstarter project with a certain number of, of, of rules on there yes. and folks can can see it and go oh my god that's amazing and there are yes. m- many fewer steps between the idea and the um and the funding of the idea but we can see the downside of that in a few cases. Yeah. In in that, sorry, I just had to take out a mosquito. Yeah, there's a few um, right here. In that, you can sometimes get products that are not what they purport to be. Um, now, in the case of movies, I don't think much comes out that that is drastically different 
from the trailers in the same sense as you know the the coffee julies yeah <laughs> just not i don't know the early muppets trailers all. were pretty good in that sense um for the Muppets. Really? No, they were intentionally misleading. Oh, were they? Um, yeah, well, the first one that came out was was billed as a trailer for um, something about something green. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was called. Huh. Um, and it was, it. the trailer starts off as a Jason Siegel romantic comedy oh, with Amy right. Adams. Oh, the latest, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. The, latest, the latest Muppet movie. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a rom-com, and then the, the and Muppets And then all of a sudden, it. the Muppets are like, wait yeah. a minute, are there Muppets in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Kermit the Frog? Yeah, and then... Uh, and so they very, very intentionally. Yeah. But they, the, and again, that's that's the trailer being self-aware and being like, okay, I know, I know what I'm doing here and deceiving you. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the the Muppets movie that we got was actually different from that, what that trailer purported to give you as well. It sure. turned out to be much more of a bottle episode type of a thing. Yeah. I, I think. Than, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Then the trailer made it out to I'm, me. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Music was terrible. Was it? Yes. Okay. Um, I know everybody it did, loves. It did get an Oscar nomination. For, I know. For one of the songs. I know everybody loves Jermaine from <laughs> they. They might be giants. No, sorry, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, Flight of the Concords. Sorry, Ooh. I was thinking of a better band with two people in it that I like. Um, sorry, I'm not a huge. I liked the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I didn't love the music. It it kind of all was he, fell. Did in. he produce all the music? He wrote and he wrote, wrote all, all the music. music? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that makes um, a lot more sense. Or then. Brett did one of them. I don't remember. I think one it was the Jermaine. one with the glasses. They've that's, both that's worn Jermaine. glasses at different times. Yeah. It was Brett. I'm pretty sure Brett wrote it. Okay. No, Jermaine. I'm gonna go back to Jermaine wrote it. <laughs> okay. Um, Jermaine sounds right. Jermaine Clement. Because I, I don't know Brett's last name. I don't know Brett's last name, and I know this guy's last name, so I'm pretty sure it's Jermaine Clement. Okay. Because I remember seeing both names of Flight of the Concords. But no, some of the music in the movie was terrible. Um, hmm. I felt it was the weakest point. Okay. If you want to see my the best example of a terrible song in that movie, best example of a terrible song in that movie would be Me Party. The, the duet that Miss oh. Piggy and Amy Adams sing. Yeah. And it's really her only song. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. Yeah. And it's a Flight of the Concord song in a Muppets movie. Yeah. And I want more heart out of my Muppets songs. Hmm. And they freaking did Rainbow Connection like three times. They did. Just going for the, for the nostalgia of it. And I'm kind of like... Yeah, everybody love, freaking loves Rainbow Connection. But where are all the other classic songs we're not going to trot out? Like, you know, Hey Mr. Bassman, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but. So it's, it's not as terrible of a problem with, with movies because, you know, you see it, and you're there for at most two, two and a half hours, and then that's it. You know, it's, yeah. you're, you're not, there's not a big gamble, um, you know, as much as there are with some of these, these products on Kickstarter where, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're putting... 30, 40, sometimes $100 into a product on yeah. the expectation that it's, it's going it's to be one thing. thing. Um, and so maybe that's one of, the, one of the enduring advantages of film is, is it's, <laughs> it's one of these, these entertainment payoffs. It's almost like a, you know, it's funny that those sorts of things, like a, like a meal, you know, mm-hmm. around, around $10, $10 usually, yeah. you know, thereabouts, or $10, $15. Sure. You know, movie, you know, with, with all the accoutrements, if you, if you go that route, yeah. between seven and fifteen dollars you know to do the whole thing if you can go to the draft house a little bit more yeah uh, and get food and everything um but that's still you know it's not a huge it's not a huge risk it's not a huge loss mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out to be something yeah, great that's true um but we're it's funny when you when you look at, at the value categories that it competes with like what i thought of a good trailer that yeah that if is an accurate trailer is problematic the trailer for the hobbit which has Ooh. now been split into three movies. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you see the first, talk a little bit about if you that, see the actually. first trailer for that, but I've only seen it a couple times. Yeah. Because I don't really care. Because I didn't love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and there, I'm on record saying it again. Um, Gasp. I know. Yeah. But we see Gollum in the trailer for the first Hobbit movie. Yeah. If you know the Hobbit, Gollum doesn't show up till Way the last later. third of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my first thought is, okay, they're either just putting that in there so that people, so get people the will go see the movie. Lord of the Rings reference, yeah. Um, or they're splitting the movie up into one third that's two thirds of the book long and then two smaller chunks or whatever. I don't know why he's making it well, into three movies. Apparently, he's integrating a lot more from the Silmarillion than, yeah. than, than is, you know, way, way, way more into it and making it a much bigger epic and less, tale. And, 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 losing, less and losing my interest in that respect. It's, it's becoming less the, the tight narrative that The Hobbit was and more like a sweeping epic tale on the level of Lord I of the Rings. I liked The Hobbit more, the book, more than I liked The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. A lot more. 
It was it was a self-contained narrative, and it was really ways, good. Right? Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, cool, a Hobbit movie." Okay, I'm split it into two movies. I guess I can work with that. Sure. Three movies. Three movies. Yeah, really, okay. Peter Jackson. Really, you're really just, Peter Jackson. You're making Lord of the Rings two. Is what, that's what, what you're making. This is what this is really and about. I don't think went, it's you know going to be. I paid a lot of money from those movies sure ten did. years ago. Sure so let's sure. everybody made lots of money again. He got an Oscar, or the movie did. I don't think he did. But that, I mean. Go big or go home, I guess. I mean, the guy is the guy certainly has ambition, but I would really love to see Peter Jackson go back and you know use all that money that he made from Lord and of the Rings. Make Meet the Feebles too. Right, you know, but no, go don't make, make that movie. So, okay. <laughs> but uh, do more of his pet projects, mm-hmm. you know, and, and use what a digital to do more stuff like District Nine. You know, sure, where, sure. Where you're where you're doing something completely original IP, mm-hmm. you know, new universe, new stuff like that. I Which love Looper District. was? We got to give it props for that. Yeah, new it was, new it was stuff. New universe. Um, we'll probably have. It a sequel. It wasn't based on something else. I don't want to. I don't think we'll have a sequel. I don't think so. Yeah, Rian Johnson doesn't seem to want to well, let that. He happen. kills off his main character. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, but you, you can, have another yeah. potentially compelling character in the Rainmaker. Oh God! I wouldn't want to watch that movie. No, yeah. no. That would just be a lot of. That would be um, what's it? The um, uh, the one with Hayden Christensen that never got a sequel. That that was supposed to have a sequel. Um, Star Wars? No, <laughs> no, it was one where he uh, he jumper. Oh God! <laughs> another another. Uh, yeah. Things, I read the book Jumper was based on. It's a good book. It's not a great book. <laughs> it's a good book. Okay. You know what's not a good movie? Jumper. Jumper. Yeah. Jumper is not a good movie. But it, wow, you know, in a lot of ways it reminded me, like, in, in basic plot, right? He's just sort of this this crazy, uh, young, rich mm-hmm. guy who has a superpower, you know? Sure. And gets caught up in a in a thing bigger than himself, but then he has a battle on the top of the pyramids, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm remembering movie. more and more of Jumper now, and it's just it's a not, stupid freaking movie. It's a really stupid movie. Um, um, well, they they couldn't have made the movie that the book is because mm. it involves a lot of terrorists on airplanes. Oh, and before pre. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It came out way way before that. It came out in like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Um, so I realized they couldn't make that movie. Mm. They still didn't have to make the terrible movie they made. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, the, you know the Samuel L. Jackson and the the preachers or the paladins or whatever the heck they're called that chase down jumpers yeah. in the movie Jumper. Yeah. Those don't exist in the movie in the book. Oh really? No. He he's the only one in the world who has this power, as far oh, as he knows. Oh, it's not this. It's not this. It's not this worldwide conspiracy. No. Wow. He discovers he has this ability, and it's sort of the the one miraculous exception. Uh-huh. Again, to go back to that term that I stole from James Kekalios, mm-hmm. who wrote interesting books, by the way, um, on the physics okay. of superheroes and quantum mechanics. Um, anyway, huh. um, yeah, I stole that from his superhero books. The the one miraculous exception, or whatever. But. He's the only one that can do it, and he never finds anybody else. And it's a very personal story. What it's really about is a kid dealing with child abuse. That's oh. what the book's about. Huh. Um, well, the idea of jumping away, of escaping. Well, that's how yeah, he, that's how yeah. you see. he escapes, and and hmm. that's his ability. Is his ability is to escape. Um, well, I, I yeah, and, and, and that's I, that's just a uh, you know just yeah you know making it into a movie, and you have to make something else hmm. because people don't want to watch movies about child abuse, even yeah. if they're good. Well, speaking of, of uh, kind of shifts in, in expectations and uh, sweeping narratives, I've started reading Red Mars. Ah, yeah. cool. Um, I like it so far. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of those you, you say it purports to be a, a very character-driven, you mm-hmm. know, compelling, mm-hmm. multi-era epic storyline, but it's really a, it's a movie about terraforming. Yeah. A book, but yeah, it's yeah, a book about it's terraforming. It's a movie. God, yeah. sorry. That's okay. Not myself. One day we'll um, have a miniseries. Nine parts, nine epic part in length. Oh god, three per book. It I, won't happen, I but I would like would to watch like it. I would like to see that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we haven't, we haven't had a really good exploration, I think, of that topic in mm-hmm. movies, of the whole, the whole like human colonization of another planet. No, really I don't think within so. our yeah. bounds. I don't you think know, we there's never been a movie made for Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Which they would ruin it. Although to be fair, there's a, there's a there's a script floating around on the internet that somebody made. Yeah. At one point, there was an actual to be a shooting script. Oh. Um, or or to be a and script for it. It's surprisingly good. Like I've okay. read it. I read it. It surfaced a few years ago, and I read mm. it. And I'm like, wow. 
they didn't screw this up. <laughs> well, and there's never been one for, you know, the, these issues that we really will start having to, to ask about in, in, the, in our lifetimes, you know, th- and on the space subject, I guess. There, there's mm-hmm. been some, some movies about other things. But, you know, the, the kind of the premise on Looper is, you know, we, we basically degenerate as society into this really poor, almost third world country, yeah. you know, America type, type model, and that, you know, really the rest of the world becomes successful. In the Although arguably it could, be, it could be argued that that's just the city, because he talks about, you know, yeah. in any other city that would mean something. That would mean something. You know, he runs the city, but anywhere else that would actually mean something here. It's, right. you know, not. But that's all we see of that world as well. And I can't figure the guy who runs the city would not have a security system where one guy could take out everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, eh. well, to be fair, Paris and China both looked pretty awesome. They did. They did. In the future. Yeah. Um, um, so I, maybe it was just that city. But it was still a pretty terrible place. Yeah. I, and I liked those, those few shots we got of mm-hmm. some of the. And, and, I, and I liked that the movie. The present was the near future. Yes. You know, and then the future future was even farther than yes. that. Like, yeah, that was, that was really, really neat. It's the future future. Um, but, I don't know, it all just, it felt, it felt like it fell short, you know, and, and I... And, I, and the thing is, I think it fell short of what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And, and, because that's, because I, I think... And that's a problem a lot. You know, six months from now, or when it shows up on Netflix, I may watch it again. And and I may really like it because I don't know, yeah. you know, you, you remember Mueller hated Brick the first time he saw it. Oh really? Yeah, he goes, "This is a bunch." Jordan of, did. Yeah, he hated this. Oh. This is a bunch of pretentious BS. He shut it off twenty minutes in. Oh wow. Um, we should have had him on here, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so and so I'm I'm wondering if I'm having a similar reaction because I was expecting something in particular, mm-hmm. and I think he was expecting something with, with with Brick, and so yeah. I have to kind of let it sink in and go, okay, this is what's going on. Let's test it on its own merits rather than its expected merits. Yeah. Um, and I think I would like to do that. I don't think I want to do it soon. I'm not going to go pay to see it in the theaters again. I probably won't no. buy the DVD. But I buy a lot fewer DVDs than I used to anyway. Um, but I think... I don't think I will. I think I, think I got enough out of it, yeah. out of a single viewing. That's fair. You know. Well, that's Looper, everybody. Um, gosh, we should do a form squeeze since we have a little bit of extra. Yeah, have we been getting questions? Like, uh, we I don't have. Know. We have actually. Cool. Um, let me let me see if like, I can. When pull are you going to do another fiasco here. episode? Uh, yeah, that will happen soon, right? We've we've been trying, trying. to work out when we're going to do another sit down. It's all about having the right cast of characters. Sure, sure. That sort of thing. I'd kind of like to. Do, I mean, it'll make the show longer, but I'd almost like to do it with four if we could. Yeah. Um, tell a more robust story. We may have to release it in two parts. Yeah, which I'd be okay with. Well, let's see. I'm trying to, I'm trying to log in on the FormSpring app here, but it appears to be. I have an app. Yeah, bad philosophy. <laughs> well, this one's from uh, Numero Uno fanboy Matt Epperson. Hey, Matt. Um, we'll have the, you on again eventually. Yep. Yeah, uh, does the act of deconstruction have guidelines, or is it just something like cynicism toward the all the parts or toward all the parts of a thing? Especially the parts no one seems to notice. Cynicism toward all the. Um, uh, I mean, I think that's that's probably an unfair characterization. Of well, only because of the negative connotation of cynicism. Um, well, yeah. It, it's because so it's. Um, I mean, and that's one of the ways that that post-structuralism book said is you can think about it as as a structured, uh, a structured critical approach yes. to any given topic. It's not a strict set of rules though. Yeah. But it is not it is not critique necessarily. It's not. It's not critique. Yeah. And that's and that's and we fall into critique all the time. We do. We do. We I mean this episode is a yeah. great example yeah. of that. This we, is not know. deconstruction, this is critique. Yeah, right. <laughs> we could have done looper better. Yeah. You know, but that's that's not really what we're saying. I mean what we're doing is sort of we're 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 analyzing. We're analyzing, yeah. I mean, we're seeing, we're kind of speculating, okay, mm-hmm. why would this thing work or that thing? And, you know, criticism is a component of it. Sure. But it really is sort of, it's, it is, it's, I don't know, it, it's taking it down into component parts and yeah. looking at each one of them, you know, like the, the jacket that he wears, you know, in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, whether there's a significance or a use or a meaning to that or, you know, the, I don't know. The fact that he, he uses a frog as a communicator thing. like I have that frog somewhere or something you? very similar to it. Yeah. 
makes the same noise. I was like, whoa. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, do you have any any? I don't defense for um, deconstruction at all. No, I don't, because <laughs> um, I'm not useful like that. Right. But Kevin needs to trim his beard, everybody. That's my deconstruction of convincing. Yeah. Or my deconstruction of criticism or something. Sorry. The mosquitoes are driving me crazy. It's ruining my train of thought. Yeah, dude, um, they are getting a lot more active. It is a way of understanding how things are constructed. Okay. And understanding that that construction is not, is neither intentional nor natural. Or necessary. Or necessary. Yeah. That may be a better word than natural. Right. Um, that may be what I'm going to go with. Okay. Cool. Uh, is there another one on there that you'd like to I'm, I don't have the password. Oh, that's I'm right. reading my feeds. <laughs> um, let's see if we've got another one on here that would be worth it. Um, do you know about the web series The Vault on YouTube? You should watch it and maybe do a show on it. Okay. I don't know about it, but... I, yeah, okay. I do now, I guess. Well, I guess we'll check it out. Um, am I boring? Are you bored? Be bored? Ha ha. Aha! <laughs> the Wachowskis are working on a TV show they don't want to tell you about. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually gonna answer using that that sentence. Okay. The, the Wachowskis. <laughs> How do you spell? It? Is it is C W A C H O W S K I S I? Okay. The yeah. Wachowskis are working on it. Oh, what's it? What's it gonna be? I don't know. They won't tell us about it. Um, that's right. actually a headline from AV Club. Okay. Um, it's called Sense Eight. I don't know, but I've liked all the Wachowski stuff, so I'm down. You heard um, Lana came out, right? Lana? Lana Wachowski, formerly Larry Wachowski. Oh, I just said uh, the Wachowskis are working on TV. They won't tell anybody about. Okay. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of an answer. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, what is, what it is was, Lana? Uh, well, it was speculated for years that she was transgendered. Oh, um, and she she actually came out publicly so it's now not too long Wachowski ago. Siblings. It's just the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. That's what they go by. Huh. And they've actually done it for a couple of films now. If really? you look at what they've done, okay, um, they haven't been the Wachowski brothers for a long time. So, and they've they've they transitioned to the Wachowskis, and that was sort of fueling the rumors and stuff uh, like that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you know, she's 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 officially out um, as of a little while ago. Wow. Okay. Which I think is really cool. That I mean. To do that in public as such a famous person has got to be very tough. Well, it's becoming more and more common, though. Yeah, I feel like. yeah it's but It's almost there's... becoming trendy. No, it's no. not. I mean, no. being transgender has got to be one of the hardest things in the world right now. Really? I mean, as far as, you know, first world problems go. I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean it, <laughs> okay. well, it is. I mean, right. it is, though, because you're hated by two groups. Huh. Um, oftentimes... Men don't like you for, in, in, you know, in her case, for abandoning your gender, and women don't like you because they don't think you're truly a woman. Hmm. Um, so you're, you're in this really liminal space. Um, she looks plenty woman to me. But, I mean, maybe that's intentional. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that, asks, that brings yeah. up the question, what, what does a woman look like? Yeah. Well, I she mean, does. <laughs> red dreads, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what... Yeah, and, sure. and, so, and so that's... And so, yeah, it's not anything yeah. in particular, but I just think it's it's incredibly powerful that she could do that. Yeah. Probably a lot of it, it comes from the, you know, clout in Hollywood. That sort it of thing, it so. probably helps. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of an open secret for a long time. Hmm. But. Well, I, I'm curious to see what the TV show is going to be. Is it is it anything like The Matrix? I, I don't know. I, I literally just saw the, th the headline that said they have a Avatar TV show the they don't want to talk Airbender? to you about. No, that was, uh, sorry, I'm, not Avatar. Whoo, no, the Wachowskis had nothing to do with Avatar The Last End. Thank Airbender. goodness. That is completely on the shoulders of M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. And he hasn't really done anything since then, has he? No, I'm not sure you get a job. Nope. Yeah, they're probably like, well, um, yeah. Let's see if IMDb has anything for him. Wow, that, it's really amazing how much he has just shot his career to the uh, to the wind. He made that movie about the guys in the elevator. He didn't make it, but he produced it. Yeah. Um, it's probably really hard for him to get work now. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. 
<laughs> M. Night Shemalamadingdong. I don't know how to spell his name, but no. I did M. Night and it found enough. I think we've gotten to the point um, where we're starting to. to yeah, we're. Back yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't done anything since Airbender. Yeah. He's got a new one on here called After Earth. But. Okay. That's supposed to come out Not June Titan 7th. A. Yeah. Supposed to come after out June seventh, twenty thirteen. That he directed but did not write. Uh, okay. Probably for the best then. What what the twist will be? It'll actually be before Earth. Oh. Well, he didn't write I don't it. No, after Mars. Yeah. No, he'll probably insist on there being a twist. I, mean, I don't know. Come on. Well, he's, he's made movies without twists. The twist is he actually did write it. Oh. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. Let's go home. Too many mosquitoes. Let's go, yeah. Let's Anyways, end this thing. Well. Um, yeah, I guess we you have know, twitter.com slash kevsond and twitter.com slash badphilosophy and twitter.com slash s-t-o-r-e-n-c-e. Oh, and Formspring. And Formspring. Uh, and go watch Looper. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's despite a good movie. Said, it's, it's worth your, worth your time and your money. Yeah. Well, we thank you all for listening. We we'll hope you'll join us next time on Bad Philosophy. Thank you. They offered to transport me back to any point in history that I would care to I should say, we'll hope you will have joined us next time. There we go. Like the, the future perfect? It's the future perfect tense. I don't know grammar. Okay. <laughs> I know two languages, English and bad English. Which is a Bruce Willis quote from The Fifth Element. Ah, see, you got it. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs>